latest from Scotston. This is Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors' official podcast. Hello and welcome back to Warriors Weekly. This week, I'm joined by two big Glasgow Warriors superstars. I'm joined by Adam Ash, and then Ash actually doesn't know this, but I'm also joined by Ratu Tungive, who tomorrow, or I guess today as people will be listening to it, we're announcing his two-year re-signing. Wow, that's great news, <laughs> Ratu. An honour for me to be here with you. Cheers, mate. Um, yeah, me too. No, I'm, I'm going well, mate. Um, just uh, trying not to go too crazy uh, sitting at home. Day by day. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the big elephant in the room, I guess, before we start talking about re-signings and talking about you, Ratu, is coronavirus. So how are you both keeping? Keeping well, mate. Um, you know, it's given you a bit of free time to sort of, uh, you know, dabble into things that you otherwise wouldn't have time to, you know, get into uh, in and around the training schedule. So, um, you know, keeping you sane <laughs> somewhat. Ashi? I'm good. Uh, I'm, I'm healthy. Uh, no issues over here. Uh, to be honest with you, I've been trying to stay in the house as much as I possibly can for the last kind of week. Um, I've managed to get out for last week. I was out a little bit more than I have been the last few days, but still managing to get a little bit of training done. Um, I, I stayed just around the corner from Glasgow Green, so um, it's a, a, obviously a massive park, a lot of grass, so I've been doing a bit of running down there. Uh, and I just got back from a nice 10k walk um, that I'd done uh, this morning, so that was fantastic. Uh, the park's definitely a lot quieter today, which is good to see. Obviously, people are starting to pay closer attention to the to the regulations, but um, no, I'm I'm good. I'm healthy. Obviously, it's a strange situation to be in, and you know, um, having no rugby for the best part of a couple of weeks now is. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, but I guess everybody's just doing their best to to try and uh, deal with it and just live as normal as they possibly can. Yeah, and you both live with your fiance, so how is it being cooped up with them for longer, extended periods of time? Oh, it's been brutal, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you said it, Ashley, because <laughs> it's been fine, man. Like I've. Uh, Lisa, my fiance, she was actually working for quite a bit of last week, so she didn't actually finish up work till Friday, um, and then she's been off. Like she's been told to just work from home from now on. So uh, she's had a fair bit to get on with, and and I've been pretty busy as well. So it seems to be okay at the moment, but uh, I'd imagine it will be the kind of thing where uh, if you are stuck under the same roof with uh, whether it be families or. Uh, partners or whatever it might get a bit, little bit tense at times because uh, I guess we're just not used to spending that much time together so yeah. uh, brace for the worst <laughs> <laughs> How's it been with you Ratu? Yeah pretty much the same and you know, I sort of laughed about you know Ashley sort of mentioning it but you know he took the words out of my mouth as well <laughs> you know um, you know, you're used to sort of being in and around training so it's just adjusting to a different schedule you know uh, being in the same space you know for pretty much the whole day um so you know uh, victoria actually works from home so thankfully for her the whole sort of happenings right now in the world um hasn't really affected her too much um in terms of a schedule because she sort of just goes about the you know business um as usual but um you know so the, i think one of the, the best things is that it's done is um it's forced everyone just to i guess step away from you know the high paced life of uh you know, high paced, um, you know, tempo of life that, you know, so running around um, so much, uh, sort of stop to catch your breath and catching up with family a lot more. So um, we've actually organized uh, with, uh, on every Sunday to have a family FaceTime, you know, with everyone sort of back home um, in Australia and sort of my bro in the, in the States and stuff like that. So um, it's a, uh, yeah, there's a few uh, sort of good, um, you know, positives to take away from it. You sort of, stop and catch your breath and make a little bit more time you know for uh things that you otherwise wouldn't have time for in the uh, busy schedule with training and, and games and and everything else so it's been good good and, and what have you both been doing to keep yourself entertained i know ratu you're quite big into photography and i've been seeing on your stories you've been doing a bit of Fortnite, is it <laughs> yeah bit of gaming <laughs> uh not getting any better but um yeah it's uh, you know um uh, online like sort of playing and then you know wondering about um you know, um, the house really <laughs> just shooting out the windows with the, uh, with the camera and that. And then, um, we sort of, uh, have the, the rock and roll like WhatsApp group and we sort of, 
you know, um, say to the boys, you know, we should have like a, a FaceTime, I guess, like we're doing now and just, uh, you know, have the boys all just jamming uh, <laughs> uh, individually at your house and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, just those type of things. So that's what I sort of like alluded to earlier in terms of, you know, I'm having a little bit more time to dabble in the things that we otherwise wouldn't really have uh, time for because uh, we'd be at training all day. So, yeah, a little bit of music, a little bit of photography and then a uh, bit of PlayStation. <laughs> Ashley, what about you? I've spent most of my time trying to convince Ratu that he should go on Instagram Live and play his guitar and sing. <laughs> he's, uh, he's not got around to it yet. I've, no, I, I've, what have I been doing? I've just been kind of... Um, I spent a lot of time just um, chilling out, reading books, watching YouTube, listening to podcasts. I've uh, been doing a bit of... Uh, Wim Hof breathing technique, so that's been right. for two weeks now. So, uh, what I've been doing is I've just been doing um, fifteen minutes in the morning and then fifteen minutes at night. Um, I've just been uh, learning about that kind of stuff and watching YouTube videos. So I thought I'll give it a try. Uh, my fiance Elisa, she's been doing a little bit of it as well. Uh, pretty cool. Um, enjoying it so far. Sleeping well. I'm noticing that I'm sleeping well from doing it. Um, and I'd say that I, I probably feel like my energy's a little bit more balanced throughout the day as well. All right. A little bit less ups and downs. and um, So I'm enjoying it so far. I said to myself two weeks ago that I'm going to do it for six weeks and see see what the results are. Um, and I've been doing an ice cold shower every single morning. I was well. going to ask you if you've been doing that. Yeah, it was a struggle yeah. at the start. It was pretty difficult, but um, I'm definitely getting used to it now. There's less... Um, trepidation before getting in and I'm just sort of throwing myself in there and you know it's fine it's all good it's actually it does get a lot easier um, and what I've heard about that is it's really good for your immune system yeah. and uh, yeah. I guess like this that's what we want to be doing is making sure we're as strong as possible to I guess if we do get this virus we can fight it and you know ideally avoiding it at all costs if, if that's possible so are you jumping straight in to freezing cold shower or do you have it warm and then halfway through crank it cold? No, no, no. So I, I get up in the morning about 8 o'clock and then I'll turn the shower ice cold and then I'll just get straight in. It takes me about three or four minutes and then I'll be back out. You're a brave man. Yeah, it was really difficult at the start, honestly. I, like, I'd dip my toe in and then I'd put my arm in and then I'd get the rest of my body in. But now I'm just straight in. Um, I do when I go in at first I'm kind of like taking big breaths because it is a bit of a shock but I, it's, get, it's getting easier so anybody that wants to try it have uh, have some faith it's going to get easier as time goes on yeah I've done that I've done that over morning actually it's um yeah like you said it's, it's really good for your central nervous system to you know shut the body into getting ready for the day is yeah I'm not really a morning person and I sort of struggle like you know you're in the shower and you don't want to get out of the warmth of your bed and that just like shocks the system and you're up and you're ready for the day. So it's actually really good. Um, yeah, and all that sort of William Hoff technique that you're speaking about, um, you know, in terms of everything that's happening in the world right now, it's, it's actually stuff that's, you know, um, techniques that are taught that it's, you don't really have to do too much. You can, you know, learn and do it from your own, uh, the space of your own home. And yeah, it's really good for the central nervous system and immune system to be able to prevent, you know, um, ideally prevent, you know, and if you, you know, unfortunately, do pick up the virus that, you know, um, be able to deal with it. Yeah, and, and obviously both of you guys being rugby players, we have a bit of downtime, especially on away games, and then if you're on training camps and things like that, there's a lot of downtime. So what do you guys do during your downtime, I guess, when rugby, when we, when we are playing rugby? Um, yeah, man, like, yeah, <laughs> music is, like, the first thing that comes to mind. Like, you know, just sit at home, you know, just uh, chilling out. I think, like, one of the biggest things um, that... Maybe even like my partner Victoria hasn't had the appreciation for is just the um, the the mental um, I guess uh, how do you say um, fatigue that you know you have as athletes like um, having to you know focus in uh, you know when you come into training and then you you're, you're always on and then there's there's times where you know you, you sort of come home and you just want to sit <laughs> in your in your space and you know just like switch off for a bit and. Um, you know, <laughs> sort of joke around with, with Victoria. She's like, oh, you know, you get home and she wants to chat and, you know, uh, do stuff like that. And you sort of need just a moment just to adjust, um, you know, to from, I guess, the high pressure environment. Um, so, 
yeah, music is has always been something for me. Like you know, that's why like I, I sent a video to the uh, to the rock group, and uh, you know, that's why Ashley was you know touching on earlier to get get on a on a, on a Instagram live or do something like that. So that might be an idea, but um, yeah, mu like just sitting and jamming out with the guitar. Um, I find the same thing, you know, with um, uh, playing PlayStation. You know, um, uh, yeah, you're online with the boys and and. It's funny because like, you know, again, you know, your partner's like, you know, you're at training all day together and then you come home and you sit on the PlayStation with them all day. And <laughs> I, you know, I just sort of express to her, it's a very different sort of conversation, you know, with the, uh, with the boys. It's not even a conversation, you're just sort of sitting in, I guess, existing in each other's sort of space um, and without the whole high pressure um, dynamic of having to know your roles, you know, um, with, with the moves and then, you know, studying other players and stuff like that. So there's a whole level of uh, different... Um, mental i guess anxiety or stress or whatever you want to call it that when you come home and you know for me uh, playing playstation or you know playing the guitar and stuff has been a, an easy way to be able to switch off mentally um and get away from sort of all of that but not at the expense of you know, spending time with your partner <laughs> i'm finding the balance <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no i i reckon that's so true right a lot of the boys do um find that when they go home from training at night sometimes a really good way of switching off is just by playing playstation xbox that type of thing uh, because it is yeah. one of those activities that you just get so absorbed in and you're like you literally can just yeah. lose yourself in it um, and there's nothing yeah. else going on so i mean i can completely understand from from that point of view it must be at times actually a really beneficial helpful thing um i i'm not really a gamer in all honesty i did play mm. quite a bit of uh PlayStation, Xbox when I was younger, but yeah, I guess since I moved through to Glasgow and moved away from older brother, because uh, we would normally play together, I just never ended up getting an Xbox or a games console, so I, and I've not really felt the urge to do it. I guess if there has been a time to do it, it's probably now, but yeah. I'm not going to keep it because I know that it can, it's like one of those things where once you get into it, you just love it. Yeah. Um, so what have, I, what have I been doing? Like I've, You're just a YouTube honest, man like, more. What's that? Sorry, are you, not, are you a YouTube man a bit more? Yeah, I'm, I'm big on YouTube, like especially yeah. the last like year. Uh, yeah. I just find that there is so so much interesting content on there. Like whether you're yeah. wanting to learn how to cook a steak or whether you want to learn about yeah. how to speak Spanish, you can go on there and you can, there's so much access to fantastic content. And I, I I do probably find myself spending the best part of probably an hour or two a day learning different things like all the wimp off um breathing techniques and that sort of stuff that all that research was actually on youtube that i came across that stuff so um you know it's, it's great for so many different things i'm i'm also really big into my music so um drums is obviously my instrument of choice so i don't really get the chance to play the drums at home because i stay uh, in a block of flats and i i was thinking about buying a, an electronic drum kit but I've just not got around to it yet. Aye. Uh, but what I did do was I bought a new uh, Bose speaker. So I've been pumping some music in a living room. <laughs> a bit of romantic <laughs> stuff on Saturday night with, uh, you know, me and the missus, a nice glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've been listening to some music, which has been nice. Uh, sometimes I just sit on my laptop and, you know, maybe if I've got some stuff to get done, emails or, or whatever, I'll just fire some music on and it's really nice. Um, but yeah, other than that, not not really too much to be honest with you. And then, and then kind of the last thing on the coronavirus thing, if you had one player in the team you had to self-isolate with, who would that be and why? <laughs> so isolate with, uh, you go first actually, I'm going to think about this one. <laughs> um, well, you know what I'm going to say because, um, it would have to be, I think, George Thornton or Stafford McDowell because I see those guys who obviously live together and it looks like they're having so much fun. So I quite like a little bit of that myself. So I'm going to go for one of those two. Yeah, we've, we've, got, <laughs> we've got Stafford right now today filming a day in the life that I think is going to hopefully come out in our channels tomorrow, so the day that everyone will be listening to this. So that'd be quite good to see because I, there, there are TikToks and stuff like that right now, Luke, so much Yeah. Fun. <laughs> That's one thing that's sort of taken off at the moment as well is, uh, is the TikToks. Uh, um, yeah, that's that's quite interesting how that's sort of a grip in the world as well. I, Ash, oh, Ashy's been on them, I saw. I've been on TikTok, guys. Don't follow me <laughs> because uh, <laughs> you'll see how weird I really am. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm following now because just because of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get into, I'm trying to get into yeah. TikToks, but um, I'm not quite mastered like how you actually like find the the voiceovers and how you cut it and all the rest of it. So a lot of the ones I've been yeah. doing are just me speaking to the camera. So I'm I'm up in my Ooh. game. I'm, I'm getting better slowly. Um, so keep keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm giving you a follow, mate. So. Um, uh, I, I'm not too sure. I'm thinking about maybe Siwa, Siwa Halonukanuka. I'd probably uh, isolate with him. He's a very uh, simple mind. You know, he can just sit and you know exist in each other's space and you know quarantine and not have to say much. <laughs> can uh, <laughs> just just chill. Um, and he uh, mixes some pretty cool, uh, some pretty good kava. So he probably drink a lot of kava in uh, in lockdown and. Um, and he cooks well as well, so there's <laughs> not I really much that I don't know. I wonder if you'd pick an island boy. <laughs> yeah, no, she was uh, pretty well known for his carver, so you can just have carver for however long we're in lockdown for. <laughs> so, so Ratu, before we kind of do a little bit of a dive, I want to chat to you about kind of your, I guess, the season you've had so far. You've got a crazy story. And I've got about three three pages of notes that we could go through, but obviously for conscious of time, I think we'll probably look at just this season. But before we, before we jump into that, uh, when we played Zebra this season, the commentator pronounced your last name three different ways and gave you three different nationalities. So can we can we set the record straight here? Can we clarify? Full name and give us your nationalities and kind of explain them to the listeners about, I guess, how you now, I guess, are Scottish qualified. Yeah, so my full uh, name is Ratu Apolosa Tangive. So that's the, uh, the correct pronunciation. Uh, the easiest way that I explain to people, you just say tongue as in your tongue, and then ive, tongue ive. So that's the easiest way to try to pronounce it. Um, born and raised in Australia, um, and both my parents are of uh, Fijian uh, heritage. So yeah, I could have uh, represented either Australia or, um, for, or Fiji. Um, and then there was a very close um, chance that I nearly got on the circuit as well with the Australian Sevens, but, you know, I guess it's a uh, yeah, massive blessing in disguise. You know, I didn't end up, I did my hammy in that year of the, the Olympic, uh, first year that the Sevens went back to the Olympics, so I didn't get to get on the circuit. And I ended up getting signed off the back of um, a highlights reel playing in the Shoot Shield in Sydney. And Gregor Townsend was uh, the coach that actually signed me to come across. And, um, yeah, signed me, uh, having in mind you know to be a project player so all that really means is I signed before the rule changed to five years so that was back in 2016 17 um and yeah just all that basically means is you know playing in the you know Scottish Rugby Union for the you know three years consecutively um you know qualifies me to be able to represent you know the the, the country so that's how it's all sort of come about yeah and it's been a pretty crazy, I guess, season for you. Uh, start the season, you got engaged, um, you got your first Heineken, uh, your, I guess, European Heineken Champions Cup cap, you've moved house, you've now signed a new contract for another two years. It's all it's all going right. Yeah, mate, it's, uh, it's been an insane year. Um, you know, throw in the fact that we've uh, started a band as well. <laughs> That too, yeah, as well. There's been a lot that's been happening, and um, yeah, look, it's um, yeah, it's crazy. Like I, I don't even know really what to what to say about it. I guess it's like um, you, you know, you you're forecasting your plan to you know sort of tick the boxes, you know, the, the goals that you set out, um, you know, to to achieve, and you know, to be able to. I guess go through the list one by one um, and, and you know tick them off um, sort of simultaneously it's been uh, it's been it's been crazy yeah it's 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 a it's a year that um, yeah uh, I guess you could like uh, I guess you I can be I don't know sort of lost for words really <laughs> just stuff that you you envision sort of achieving and and, and doing and yeah it's it's quite um, you know uh, I can't even find the words <laughs> um satisfying you know, to, to be able to go out and, uh, and, and put what you you want to achieve you know sort of uh, and bring it to life type thing 
and and so so you became Scottish qualified just after summer. Am I right in thinking that Dave thought that you were becoming Scottish qualified a month later? <laughs> And didn't pick you for a team because of that, because of the international yeah. rules where we're only allowed to have two players from either New Zealand, New Zealand or Australia in the squad. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, um, yeah, the, I'd had a few chats with, with Dave and in the World Cup period, we we desperately needed, you know, um, Pickle, Nick Frisby and, and, and Callum, who's the captain. Obviously, you know, they're going to, uh, we had both George Horn and um, Ali Price away at the World Cup, so... You know, we, we needed Nick as a senior player um, and, you know, um, one of the uh, conductors of, of the team to, to lead the team around. And, um, you know, um, they were always going to be priority. And, you know, I just spoke to Dave to say, look, uh, what do I need to be doing, you know, in terms of, you know, keeping myself in the coach's eye? Because my challenge was knowing that they'd be the priority. How do I, uh, you know, keep pushing myself? So, you know, touch wood if, you know, an opportunity comes up, I guess, with injury or... Uh, whatever way that it comes up, um, I'd be ready to to be able to play. And um, it came to the week of uh, it was a Dragons away game. It was the, uh, I remember because we I travelled as <laughs> they they uh, rushed Nico and um, DTH both back from the World Cup um, because we were you know Lee Jones was out injured and uh, we needed uh, we needed some wingers and um, so they started uh, they came in we came into the week of the uh, on the Monday naming the team. And then, um, you know, I was like, oh, okay, like I'm qualified, you know, this week, so I should hopefully be in with a shout to play. And then they they started uh, Nico and um, I think it was Stano was starting and then they took uh, DTH's 24th man because he played, you know, X amount of uh, games in, uh, at the World Cup. So they uh, were running to bring him in um, as cover, but just to, you know, uh, manage his game time as well. And then I just went and spoke to Dave after they named the team. <laughs> I said, uh, "Hey, Dave, um, yeah, just you know, I just want to know, mate, uh, what do I need to work on, you know, to be able to push in, you know, for you know, selection in the team. Uh, you know, I thought I was thereabouts or you know, quite close. And then, um, yeah, he turned around and said, like, "Mate, look, you're doing everything right. You know, um, if you're if you're qualified, mate, you know, uh, you'd probably be in his first choice. You know, you're you, you're going well, but you know, it's just a shame that we can't select you for the for, for the next month." And then I went from, you know, being sort of like, I guess, deflated, you know, um, to being like, oh, he just genuinely doesn't know <laughs> that I'm qualified. I just like, oh, yeah, uh, about being qualified, uh, mate, um, I'm actually qualified this week. <laughs> and then the, uh, his next words were, well, I can't really repeat them on his. <laughs> and uh, John Manson was still the uh, the manager at the time. So he, he immediately uh, shifted blame to, to Pump. He's like, mate, hey, that's Pump's fault, blah, blah. And then... They ended up leaving D- DTH at home uh, to spend time with his family, which was fair enough for him. And I travelled as uh, as twenty fourth man, and yeah, I won't forget that game because uh, uh, we ended up dropping that one away to the Dragons. But um, yeah, it just shows, you know, I guess how busy everyone is. And um, yeah, I you know went from there and then ended up uh, coming into play the next week. But yeah, it was a pretty funny one. <laughs> it wasn't funny at the time, though. <laughs> yeah. So. And then so. Because of that, you're now, I guess, I guess it makes it much more easier for you to get into the squads. So you've been in the squads a few yeah. more times this season. Uh, you've scored two tries this season. Do you know who against? Can you remember? Uh, it was the Kings and Zebra. Kings and Zebra, yeah, indeed, indeed. And then you also got your first, so I think those are both wins? Yes. Do you, do you know if you have any, is there, has there been a game, I guess, Exeter, I was about to come to it. So Exeter, European debut, away to Exeter, you started on the wing. What was that like? A European debut was um, no, it was actually at home against the Sharks. What, oh, was it sale before? Was it? Yeah, ah, I've got my facts wrong Sharks, then. Yeah. So what was what was it like <laughs> making your European debut at home then? Ah oh, man, that was yeah, that was crazy. Um, running out and that crowd was um, yeah, mate, that was yeah, that was insane because like I'd only had the you know the two. Uh, games leading up to that, um, the Kings game, I came off the bench and then um, uh, the coaches started me in the game against uh, Zebra. Um, so I didn't really know what to make of it. Um, going into the the European game, you know, those are the those are the you know the the crunch games, and you know that the coaches are putting out, you know, the first tier team. Um, so I didn't know like uh, the coaches sort of um, do a surprise that thing. They didn't tell me anything. Like I just found out when they named the team uh, and they put it on the big screen and then. Um, yeah, I, that sort of hit me and I, um, 
man, I honestly just sat there. I wasn't, I wasn't, ex- I was, I was quite, I was quietly hopeful, but I was like, I understood that, you know, there's been a certain amount of games that had boys coming back from the World Cup. You know, I've only played, you know, two games uh, leading up to this. So it was a big show of, uh, you know, I guess confidence and in, in the, by the coach's part and, you know, um, how well I was playing at the time, you know, for them to just throw me into, to start that game. You know, that's our European opener as well. Um, you know, Dave sort of uh, shook my hand after in the in the uh, after the team meeting. Man, he's like, you know, we're starting now. You know, number one team there, mate, and you know you deserve to be in there starting. Um, and yeah, man, like yeah, that, that that sort of hit me. I was just like, fire out, like just had a bit of a moment to, um, I guess, take it all in, and then you know. Um, repay that you know to to run out and and do a job you know for the opener because as you say like you know there's we're all it's an interesting um, environment that we're all in you know we're all sort of competing against each other but then you know at the same time you want the best for for the team and then you know it's on you um you know if you're selected you know to go out there and represent you know not just yourself but all the boys that you know want to put the jersey on you know in in the match a23 so for me that was the first time to yeah it was my debut obviously at home um but like i've obviously made like my club debut at home but this was this was crazy it was just another another level like the crowd is crazy like even like the um the traveling fans for, for, for sale like uh, they're loud and like you know i'm not one to really sort of like go on social media and read stuff but you know uh, i was i've been tagged in a fair few things and a lot of the fans are just like you know um you know congratulations to the warriors and you know we'll, we'll give them the same welcome when we come when they come down to to, to sale so um yeah, it was the first time for me to experience something like that, and um, uh, yeah, it's something that I won't forget for yeah uh, ever really, because it's uh, yeah again you know stuff that you you put up you know um, as goals that you want to achieve, and you know to uh, be thrown straight in you know uh, two games in and then straight straight into start yeah that was pretty special so buzzy. Ashley, who was your European debut against? Uh, Bath. Bath. Bath, and it was in two thousand and. 14, I think. Uh, what do you remember about the game? I remember we won by about 50 points. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, I remember it being a really, really nice... Um, I think it was one of the first games, so it would have been about October, late October, and it was a really nice kind of autumnous day. Uh, the sun was shining, and... Um, I guess we were the underdogs based on the fact that at that point Bath were pretty decent. Uh, but I remember we just went out that day and we just literally, it was one of those days where we just set it on fire. Uh, I can remember Mark Bennett, I think, scored a hat-trick. Um, I actually wasn't meant to be playing in that game, but Josh Strauss injured his quad, so I had to be thrown in last minute um, and ended up playing the full game and it was brilliant. Uh, I just remember after it being absolutely buzzing. It was pretty, pretty special. Um, so I that was I think that was my, my first European game eh? years ago mad mad so right um, I'm conscious of time for you Ashy so what I'm going to do is I'm going to dot about a little bit and then what we'll do is we'll do a wrap up and then you can head off Ashy and I'm going to ask Ratu a few more questions we'll do it that way does that sound alright perfect man eh? cool nice one so so obviously Ratu then start of this year you got your first Scotland call up so four months after being Scottish qualified, you got called up in the squad and you found out before almost all the rest of the squad did. Am I right in thinking? Did Gregor got in touch early? He did, yeah. So it was after the 1872 Cup game on the Sunday. Um, gave me a call uh, to give me the news and um, I was in the car uh, with my partner, Victoria. And, um, yeah, I had a missed call from uh, a random number, called it back and there's uh, the big dog. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Gregor's number popping up on my phone sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> man, my heart was just pounding. I was like, oh crap, crap. What do I say? He's like, caught him back, and then um, yeah, you know, it's gonna go either way there. You know, you're thereabouts, or you know, you're in or not. So, just sort of, I can't really remember what he said to be honest. It's just like you know, happy with the way you're going. You guess something along those lines, and then um, you know, we're. We've included you in, you know, the uh, in the Six Nations, you know, uh, squad, and um, man, I I couldn't really listen to what he was saying. I was just one of those sort of like, oh man, is this really happening? <laughs> um, 
And then, yeah, I, my initial, <laughs> my initial response to that was, uh, I've got a trip to Mexico planned, mate, uh, for that period. He's <laughs> like, yeah, you're gonna have to cancel that, mate. <laughs> um, he's like, you know, that's one of the, you know, beauties and, you know, hard things about the international, um, training schedule and everything is you miss out and sort of stuff like that. So, um, yeah, ended up canceling that trip. Um, and I think that's also why he gave us a heads up early enough so that, um, you know, he said, I don't really call, um, you know, people this early, but, you know, would it be your, your first time coming into camp? So, you know, you're not booking staff and, you know, giving you time to be able to prepare, um, you know, going into that. Um, so, yeah, as soon as um, he hung up the phone, I was just sort of sat there and the same thing. I was just like, far out. Like, I guess everything just came rushing back, like, through your head. Like, yeah, I, I just I had a few tears coming down. I was pretty emotional about it. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty excited as well. Yeah, yeah. And Ashi, do you remember your when you got your first call up? Where were you? Um, well, well, I was in New Zealand at the time. Actually, I was on the the McPhail scholarship. All right. Um, so that was uh, that must have been in late two thousand and no wait that would have been in two thousand and fourteen as well. So um, I was out in New Zealand uh, and I played about eight or ten games for Canterbury University at that time. And someone had messaged me, I think it was Duncan Weir, and he said, are you coming out to South Africa? And I'm like, what do you mean am I coming out to South Africa? I'm in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, and then he said, oh, there's been quite a few injuries, so they're, they're talking about bringing you out. And then I was like, oh, really? So the next morning I got a call from Gav Scott, the team manager, and he was saying, look, book your flights. Uh, you'll be flying out. You need to leave tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. So... That was it. I packed my bags and I wasn't sure if I was to take all of my belongings with me. If I'd have been, I wasn't sure if I was going to go back to New Zealand or go back to Scotland after it. So yeah. I ended up just taking half my stuff and jumping on the plane. And then I got to uh, Port Elizabeth about a day before the rest of the squad because they were travelling over from Argentina. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went over to the airport to meet them the next day um, and then ended up starting that week against South Africa. Um, we got a bit of a thumping in that game, but it was a, an unbelievable experience, and uh, that was under Vern Cotter. So, uh, oh, what a week that was! I didn't expect to be involved, and then ended up starting, and then flew back to New Zealand uh, for the rest of the scholarship, which was I think another two weeks, and ended up going back and playing a couple of games for for Canterbury Uni again. So, uh, that was a, a crazy time for me. So then, obviously, once you've had your call up. You then go into the Scotland camp. So, kind of, what was your first experience of that? I know there was a there was a clip went up. Scotland always put up clips of uh, when you guys all meet for the first time, shaking hands and stuff like that. There's a little shot of you just with a massive cheeser on your face. <laughs> yeah, mate. It um, felt like it was funny. It felt like the first day of school. Um, you know, going in and not knowing anyone, but you know, I know half the team. Obviously, you train with them every day and play play with them. But um, it's a different environment and. Um, yeah, just, um, excited, you know, to be back and, uh, you know, working, you know, alongside, I guess, you know, the likes of, uh, Hoggy who's gone away now and, um, you know, other boys that you, you sort of, uh, you sort of watch, you know, the way they operate, you know, someone like, uh, Sean Maitland and, um, you know, boys like that, um, that are, you know, doing stuff, you know, and playing in the places that you want to be playing. So to, to be able to rub shoulders, you know, uh, with those boys and, you know, uh, learn, uh, off everybody was, you know, uh, an exciting thing, you know. Um, so, um, yeah, <laughs> I know which shot you're talking about. You're sitting there, the big smile on the face. <laughs> and and um, at the time, actually, Paddy Kelly, who's currently with the Sevens, he did an interview with Scrum Magazine, and he he uh, and kind of obviously it was announced that you'd been in the squad, and he said it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. And I think I think almost <laughs> everyone had that same kind of feeling, like you know, there's been bits ups and downs, injuries, stuff like that, and it was finally like yes, like he's finally getting the kind of the recognition he deserves. <laughs> thanks man i appreciate that um no yeah I, do, I really do like it's a it's been one of the i guess the the how do you say like uh, i always like you know uh, like to focus on all you know the stuff that you know you can control and the positives and that but you know it, it's not to take away from the fact that you know everyone sort of goes through stuff that you you know uh, doesn't essentially go your way so yeah um there was a year when dave uh signed for, you know initially to be be the coach and uh he was still in, over in, um, in New Zealand finishing up with the Chiefs uh, and they were, fa- they were FaceTiming, you know, uh, the boys that were doing the preseason and 
literally the last day of the first block of preseason, you know, I ruptured my Achilles um, and that was seven months out of the game. Um, and I was only on a one year deal at the time. Um, um, man, and I just, you know, burst into the tears uh, on the on the stretcher coming off the field. And John Manson, who was, uh, you know, the, the manager at the time, just gave me a hug and was like, mate, like, you know, it's, it'll all be okay. Um, you know, everything will, you know, sort itself out. Just, you know, get back from the injury. And just something as small as that, you know, you um, you know, all your immediate family sort of away back home. And that's the first time I was like, oh, I just wanted to see my mum or something like that, like a big baby. But, um, you know, uh, Pump just gave me a hug and, you know, um, so there's that side of stuff, you know, as I say, like, you know, you like to focus on all, you know, the, uh, you know, the positives and the hard work and stuff. But, you know, that was, uh, that was a, a massive, um, a massive moment, you know, and a, a hurdle to, to overcome, you know, to get back to just one being fit and being able to run again and, um, you know, um, putting the hand up, you know, to, to be able to, to, to play after getting back fit. But, um, yeah, it's a, the, a lot of other stuff, you know, I guess, behind the scenes that, um, you know, um, people probably don't, uh, aren't aware of, I guess, you know, that, that uh, you sort of deal with as, as players and stuff to, to be able to, to, to get to, get to uh, where, where you are sort of playing each week. Mm-hmm. And so you, did, you didn't get a cap during the Six Nations, but you were 24th man quite often. So what was that like? Mate, um, I, I didn't, you know... Didn't get to play in the game, obviously, you know, uh, the the English game, but Tom, and, <laughs> Tom Gordon and I were, you know, sitting at David Lloyd, you know, on the, uh, the day off. We weren't too sure if we were going to go into training for the rest of the week with the Warriors or, you know, if we were required, uh, you know, for training for the rest of the week with Scotland. And then, you know, the manager, uh, Edgy, the manager, messaged us both and said, like, you know, you're both in uh, for 24th man, so we're in for the rest of the week. And um, we sort of stayed, you know, in with the team. Um, and then the bus ride into uh, into Myrifield, man, that was insane. Like, um, you know, I wasn't even playing, and you know, I was like so buzzed, you know. And um, you know, Hoggy made a mention to uh, to some of the boys to say, like, you know, uh, I'm not telling you guys how to, you know, do your sort of your your pregame prep, but you know, for those of you that you know haven't, you know, uh, this might be your first time. I encourage you to, you know, leave your headphones off. Um, and, you know, as we step off the bus and really just embrace that energy that the crowd has to give to you. Um, and, you know, um, as soon as we got, like, even on the way in, it was just insane, like, people like this, um, <laughs> running up to the bus and tapping the side of the bus and filming and stuff. And, um, you know, people in restaurants, are, you know, just, just waving and stuff. And, you know, I can imagine, you know, the boys that were playing, uh, you know, uh, buzz they were. So, um, but, yeah, doing the warm-up at Myrafield and that, um, you know, it was, uh, yeah, just, just something to, you know, to, to take in and um, more than anything, just uh, increase that hunger, you know, to be able to, you know, push forward to to earn that cap and, you know, to be able to play in front of that. Um, so, yeah, that was an insane experience. Because you've, you've done that drive, obviously, once with the Warriors, the drive into Murrayfield um, for the 1872 Cup game. But I'm sure it just must be totally different. Yeah, this is insane. Like, you know, people are hanging off, you know, the, the banisters, like, you know... Um, it's, um, yeah, and like we had the, uh, as soon as you pull up to Murrayfield, the gate, like the, uh, the piping band, you know, um, basically just walking in front of the bus and you can just hear the, you know, the bagpipes just like going loud and, you know, people walking up beside the bus and then people waving, you know, off the balconies and stuff. And, and I sort of glanced up and, you know, there's a, you know, one of the fans was, you know, just waving like you know crazy and I sort of smiled and waved back then they just went like crazy and you're just like um yeah it was insane mate so yeah it's it was yeah an unreal experience and like I said you know just going as 24th man injury cover um you know let alone uh you know when you get the opportunity to to do it you know and run out and play uh yeah it was an insane uh, experience man yeah and um we all we all saw the photos of you heading down to Cardiff with your rubber gloves on so there's no way we, we, we can't be in this kind of climate and not touching it. So what was that whole, what was that kind of, the, I guess it was 24 hours like, you know, you jumped on the plane with um, the rubber gloves on. I'm assuming you've got kind of a medical pack, hand sanitizer, stuff like that. Yeah, Landed yeah. in Cardiff and then kind of, how did it go down? <laughs> Mate, we, actually, we were just sort of joking around with the boys, like, you know, what, what uh, you know, hour of the day they, they, they're going to call it off like you know sort of taking jo- uh, bets and like joking about about it is literally every single sporting in, uh, event in the world 
was getting cancelled, you know, uh, one by one. And I think we ended up being one of the last events to be cancelled. Um, we'd actually jumped on the bus, um, you know, big, <laughs> big Scotland, you know, uh, banners on the side of the bus. And again, the same thing, driving into the stadium and, you know, people sort of waving and stuff and um, going in for the finals captain's run. And then uh, maybe like two or three minutes on the way, Gregor stands up <laughs> uh, with the microphone at the bus and... Uh, yeah, boys, uh, the game's just been cancelled. <laughs> so, everyone's waving at the bus and we're doing a U-turn to go back towards the hotel. But um, we ended up, um, from there, we were supposed to fly back straight after the game. Uh, they rescheduled everything and we took the same bus um, from the hotel straight back to uh, to Edinburgh. Um, so it was about a 10-hour, maybe 10-hour-plus bus ride back. Um, oh, so you, you took the bus all the way back to Scotland? Yeah, we did, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, so it was a chartered flight in, but then just with how quickly everything changed, um, I don't think they really, um, I, I'm not too sure what the reasoning is. They probably just didn't want the boys that, you know, um, you know, in or going out or anything, you know, that the game's just been canceled. And then, you know, uh, boys were sort of out in the pubs, rubbing shoulders with the people that, you know, we probably would have been um, at the stadium alongside. So uh, we ended up taking the yeah, 10 hour bus ride back and, that, that as well, like it was just, you know, I alluded to it earlier with uh, with Ashy. I, I can only imagine like, you know, how much more pressure the boys are that are actually playing, you know, and you know, you need to know your roles and you know, mentally prep and everything. And then as soon as the game was caught off, like it was a sense of relief, I guess, like uh, not in a, you know, ha we're happy that the game's caught off, but you know, uh, you've got your, you know, your game, you know, uh, mindset, you know, on and you're prepping for the game and then, just like that, it's you know, it's all off, and that pressure valves off. So, um, yeah, that was essentially for now the Six Nations done, um, and then um, you know, boys aren't really having to be in their headspace or focusing and, and sort of just relax. But uh, yeah, the, the ten hour bus ride was uh, was a long <laughs> a long ride back. Um, but uh, yeah, that, again, that was a, a crazy experience, and probably wasn't something that you won't ever experience again. You know, um, with you know the uniqueness of uh, what's happening in the world right now. Um, but um, I was on the phone, you know, messaging family uh, all throughout because, you know, um, back home you know, in Australia, it's not as far ahead as it, as it is here. But, um, you know, just keeping everybody in the loop because they're sort of worried about, you know, the fact that everything's happening in the world at the moment. And then, you know, the big congregation of people, you know, in, in Cardiff. So we were just messaging back and forth and then, you know, it was obviously cancelled and then, um, you know, straight back to straight back to Scotland. Yeah. And then on a more positive note, the reason that we're having you on is because today we'll be announcing that, well, we have announced that you've re-signed for another two years with Glasgow Warriors. So how did that come about? Obviously, in this whole whirlwind of the last few months, um, Scotland call-up, Cardiff, Pro 14 season being suspended indefinitely. Like, where did this kind of, where in the timeline did this kind of come about? Uh, were there any kind of discussions? Did anyone else come snooping about any other clubs coming looking at you? <laughs> um, you know what? There's a, um, had a, it all happened a little bit earlier in the season, actually. So, um, uh, when was it? It was, it was, the, the talks started happening actually after my European Cup debut. Um, and it was, it was quite early. So I actually touched base with um, with Ben Artinga in regards to there was a article that came out you know obviously about myself uh, that um, um, I'm trying to think of Rugby Pass Jamie Lyle from Rugby Pass uh, yes yeah, sat down with me to, to do the article um, after my European Cup debut and I spoke to Ben Artinga about it you know um, uh, just to you know um, pick his brain on on, on stuff and. Um, he's, he basically said, look, mate, you, you should speak to the gaff about it, um, you know, give him the heads up because if they, you know, you interview him after the game and ask him some questions about it, he's not caught off guard. Um, so I didn't even think of... Just, just to give the just give the fans clarity, Ben Atiga is uh, Scottish Rugby's Rugby for Life. He's the head yes. of Rugby for Life, so he's basically setting up players. He also does a lot of stuff with, um, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of our foreign players, just making sure they're happy and things like that. Yeah, so I basically touched base with him to say, look, they're doing the article, and um, you know, I've spoken, you know, with the with the club and that about it, and I'm, 
you know, quite, you know, comfortable, um, you know, speaking of it, you know, sharing my story and, you know, especially from the point, uh, the stance that, you know, if it opens up a dialogue and other people, you know, can talk about, you know, stuff like that, then, you know, I'm all for it. And, you know, I just spoke to Ben in terms of, you know, um, doing all that work with uh, Leon Lloyd and, you know, uh, playing with like personal brand and stuff and just sharing the story on Twitter and that he came from the point, you know, to say, look, you should speak to to Dave Rennie about it, you know, just so he's not caught off guard, you know, if they interview him after the, the exit again um, and, you know, ask him anything about it. So um, I, I, I touched base with Dave, um, you know, this was in the week leading up to to the exit again. Um, and then um, I just said, hey, look, uh, I just wanted to touch base with you just to, I don't know if you know about the article that's coming out about me tomorrow. And he said, no, and like, and I, I shared, you know, with him a little bit about the story and he, he didn't actually, you know, you know, sort of my background and, you know, how I came into rugby and everything. And um, I just said, look, I just wanted to share it with you just in case, you know, you ask any questions after the game, you know, so you're not caught off guard. So that's a little bit my, about my story so that, you know, you, you know how to answer any questions if, if it comes up, if it doesn't, then, you know, uh, whatever. Um, and then he tasted, that's, that's, you know, cool, mate, thanks for touching base. And then uh, <laughs> he turned around to me and then uh, he, he asked me a question and it was, it was pretty funny just to turn around and say mate are you, have you ever considered uh going back to super rugby <laughs> and i uh said no i haven't actually not until just now <laughs> so um you know that sort of uh i touched base with my manager and um you know it sort of got the ball rolling i guess with with my agent in terms of there's a bit of movement obviously you know with uh Dave going back to, to the A at the game over there and then there's a bit of movement in and around the Super Rugby. Um, so there was, you know, some sort of talks about, you know, potentially going back to Australia um, and all of that. And that's why I touched base with uh, Craig um, and, and I said what I said. I came across Leone's um, interview. Um, I don't know uh, when our media did it with him coming back to sign here with, with the Warriors and I sort of... Yeah, and I, I sort of joked with uh, with Craig. I said, you know, Lerny, you know, could have gone to any club in the world, like literally. And you know, I, I don't necessarily have that luxury, but something that he said that really like hit me, and I probably heard it at the right time in and around the negotiations was, the Warriors were the first team to invest in him before anybody knew who he was or what he could do. And when he said that, like, man, like I, it just really hit me. I was like, man, I can't, I can't go anywhere. I, I owe too much, you know. Um, you know, Gregor was the one that initially signed me, you know, to give me the opportunity. Like everybody, uh, well, most people would know my story, you know, of you know the struggle that I've come through to, um, you know, try to have a second crack at a professional sporting career, and um, you know, I, I just owe too much, you know, to this club and the people and you know to this country, um, to you know just get up and walk away, you know, um, you know, and. I spoke with my agent and there was some serious thought about, you know, going back to Australia. Um, and Victoria's, you know, um, all of her best friends are back in Australia. So it's not just about me and the rugby, you know, it's about, uh, you know, the quality of life for her. And, you know, right now it's probably like one of been the hardest things, you know, being so isolated. Um, she just wants to be like, you know, with her parent, like her mum and dad. Like, you know, like I said, when I hurt my Achilles, I just wanted to, to see my mum and like, uh, just give her a hug. It's funny, like, you know, you little things like that. And um, it all came to, you know, into, you know, my mind. Um, and I was, you know, there was some very real, you know, talks about um, potentially going back to Australia or not. Um, my my agent, actually, I have the same agent as, uh, as Monte Iwani. Um, the winger of Italy and then, you know, the same, you know, um, they're potentially looking for some strike wingers to, to come back to Australia um, and there's two on the market and it was Monty and myself um, and then Monty's uh, obviously um, committed to to Treviso in, in, in Italy so that basically just left one more and it was it was just basically myself. So, um, yeah, I think it was timely, mate, and, you know, to hear Leone say that. Um, it's funny, like, I had so much that's going through my head. And again, you know, you speak about, you know, the pressures that you, you face as athletes. Well, it's not just unique to athletes, but, you know, coming home and so, you know, just sitting and playing the guitar, you know, playing PlayStation or just, you know, spending time with, you know, your partner or just to, just to all of those, you know, sort of pressures. He's in and around, you know, sort of playing, you know, I just came in, like, you know, we spoke about, you know, being qualified and then the coach is not knowing, so I missed out on potentially playing a game and then, 
you know, just wanting to play well. And then there's all this stuff that's going on in the back of your mind. And then there's so much going in in my head. And I think just hearing what Leone said in, you know, that, that specific, it was just like the perfect timing for me to hear that. And I probably, yeah, I don't know why, it just, I guess, confirmed for me, like, you know, I guess stuff that I was sort of thinking, you know, and uh, things that I had in my head and, you know, wanting to do right by, I guess, first and foremost, myself and Victoria. And then, you know, all the people that have, you know, contributed to us being, you know, here, you know, where we are right now. And then, um, you know, it, it, was, it was a, mate, to be, to be honest, it was a, a, a bit of a hard one thinking, you know, like with all of that. But then it, it, as soon as I heard that from, from the only age, it was just like an easy decision from there. I knew, uh, yeah, exactly that. It just, uh, I wanted to stay and that, that, that was it. And so, so what did the next two years hold for you? Mate, um, first and foremost, <laughs> wait for the world to get functioning back to, you know, somewhat normally. But um, where, mate, um, I'm just excited, mate, like, because, you know, um, there, there was, you know, uh, the, a little bit of the international rule that, um, I guess, affected, you know, not being able to play, you know, consistently. Um, um, so not having to, like, you know, worry about that and just to be able to, hey, either be played or not, you know, based on merit. Like, you know, if I'm not performing one week and what the other boys are, then, you know, that's it. Like, you know, there's not the that rule overhanging your head. So um, just excited, you know, for, for that. And um, to have, you know, I guess a peace of mind at the moment, you know, to understand that, you know, there's, you know, two years that, that's there to be able to just keep, put the head down and then just, just grind and, um, you know, I feel like it's funny, like, you know, being here for three years now, but like literally just getting started in terms of, like, you know, um, I guess announcing yourself for, you know, uh, to show, you know, the, the warrior nation and, you know, uh, everybody else at large, you know, uh, exactly why I've been signed to come across and showcase what, what I can do and, you know, bring, bring to the team. And um, yeah, man, just, just excitement, you know, for the next, uh, you know, little bit, I guess is, you know, to answer the question. Yeah. And, and obviously with, with Scotland, I'm guessing you've had a little bit of dealings with Danny who's coming in uh, after the summer. So, so what's he like? What did you, did you have any chats with him at all before re-signing? <laughs> yeah. I got a funny, <laughs> I got a, oh mate. <laughs> I don't know if you can include this or not. I got a funny, like, uh, same thing that happened with, um, <laughs> with, uh, with Gregor, you know, I had a missed call. Um, and then, um, yeah, I, the voicemail was left and I didn't recognize the number. And I was like, Hey mate, it's a uh, Danny Wilson. This was around the same period as well that, um, you know, Dave spoke to us and everything was happening back in Australia and then, um, you know, making my European debut and all the rest of it. Um, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so had the, the, the voicemail and missed call and, um, yeah, it was uh, Danny Wilson's like, hey, mate, yeah, Danny Wilson here, just want to touch base, mate. Um, just uh, give me a call back when you get this and the same thing. I was like, oh, crap, like my heart's beating, like real nervous. And I called my agent and I was like, hey, mate, um, yeah, I've just got to... Uh, missed call from uh, from Danny Williams, <laughs> and he's like, uh, right, so uh, the Danny Danny Wilson mate was like, uh, see, this is why I'm calling you, mate. So I don't stuff up and say stupid stuff like that. Um, I ended up calling him back, and he just said, look, uh, keen to you know sit, uh, touch base and have a coffee, and um, you know, um, been um, impressed with you know everything that you've done this this year, and um, you know we're looking to obviously lock up the boys that we're, we're keen, you know, on and keeping on for, for next season. And you're definitely uh, there, mate. So we're, I know that Nathan's sort of speaking to your agent. So if we can um, get that ball rolling, you know, um, sort that, you know, ASAP, then that'd be good. But um, then he sort of mentioned, he alluded to, um, to Scotland as well, actually. So I sort of got a little bit of an inkling initially from him. He basically said like, you know, obviously, um, Sean, uh, Sean, and um, Tommy Seymour uh, is just retired, mate, and um, you know uh, we understand. You know you'll you'll be qualified in before you know that Six Nations period. So there's a very real you know opportunity, um, you know to uh, fight for a, a position in the team. You know if you keep going, you know the way that you're going. So that was the first sort of uh, inkling that I got into. You know, okay, you're on the on the right track, and you know on the radar. Uh, you know with with the international coaches and. Uh, he mentioned, I think, something on the lines of, uh, you know, the, the coaches have uh, been speaking, you know, very heavily about, you know, your names in that circle and, you know, uh, whether you've been playing and what you can bring. And, um, 
you know, you can potentially expect a call, you know, from Gregor. Um, I guess it was more uh, reading between the lines, you know, that it'll either go either way, a call from Gregor, you know, either way to say that you're there or you're not. But um, yeah, getting off that call uh, with him was, uh, yeah, uh, really good. And like, um, I think it was Nick Williams, I'm pretty sure it is, that played under him um, previously when he was uh, coaching in, in the Pro 12 and, you know, uh, a touch base, you know, with Fraser uh, Brown and um, sort of Tim Swinson and, you know, all the boys, you know, I guess doing your own due diligence and the boys just said like, you know, um, the players that have been coached by him, you know, have always just um, been frustrated when he's left as a coach because, you know, that you're lo losing, you know, somebody that, um, you know, the players, you know, really value. And that says, that says a lot about, you know, an individual and a coach, you know, the reaction of the players, you know, when you're, you lose someone like that. And it's, uh, I guess it's almost the same thing, you know, with, with Dave, all the boys are, um, happy for him, but at the same time, you know, uh, uh, to lose a coach, you know, that caliber. Um, so it sounds like the same thing, you know, from all the courts, you know, with not just boys that are here within the Warriors, like boys that have previously been coached by him, um, you know, when he was coaching in the, uh, in the Pro 12 uh, previously. So, um, and then working, you know, obviously he's coaching the forwards over at Scotland, so don't really get to... Um, work too closely, you know, with him, but, um, you know, in the, the small, I guess, sort of close contact skill drills that you do, um, yeah, he's, uh, it's like exciting to, to, to be able to, to, um, you know, work under him, you know, I guess initially and then, uh, for the next season coming in and, um, you know, at least breaking that ice, uh, before having to, you know, play under him, uh, at the domestic level. Mm -hmm. Um, so where do you see the team in two years then? In two years, mate. Um, I've asked you. I asked you where you're gonna, where you think you're gonna be, what you're looking to kick on with. So, what what are the team gonna be doing, mate? Hopefully, we'll. Uh, mate, we've come close uh, twice. You know, having the the season undefeated and then obviously losing at home and then you know not being able to send Hoggy Hoggy off probably like uh, you know the way that we would have wanted to to last year. But um, mate, having a premiership, <laughs> um, that's that's ideally like you know. Uh, what everyone's aiming for, but, um, mate, I, yeah, we've got like a, we've got a ridiculous, uh, <laughs> um, the lineup in terms of, you know, what we can, uh, you know, put on the, on the park each, each week. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I see us, you know, being able to go on and, and, and pick up a premiership. Um, you know, yeah, we've got the potential to do that. So, uh, it's going to be exciting, you know, having, you know, the, the new coaching staff coming in and then, um, you know, some of the, the coaches that we have at the moment, you know, staying on. Um, so, yeah, I don't see why we can't. Right. Well, we're certainly happy that you're staying. So thank you both for joining me on Warriors Weekly this week. Ratu, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Maybe your Instagram handle? <laughs> uh, my Instagram handle is rtangive. That's uh, R-T-A-G-I-V-E. Um, on Instagram, so yeah, give me a follow. <laughs> you watch, uh, watch me get dished on Fortnite a fair bit, but um, yeah, that's me. But um, yeah, um, shout out to the Warrior Nation and thanks to everybody for the support for this season so far. And let's see, sort of, I guess how it all unfolds in the, in the meantime. But stay home, everybody, and stay safe. Ashi, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Maybe your Instagram or your TikTok. Uh, maybe have a look on my uh, Instagram. Uh, I was out for a nice walk in the park the other day and took a nice shot, so uh, a little like on that would be lovely. <laughs> What's your Instagram but, handle? Uh, it's adamash93, and um, don't forget to comment and like. You know, I'll, I'll reply to comments. I'm generous that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, follow me on TikTok, and you can see some of my videos. I've not actually made my uh, my TikTok. Uh, public yet I've not posted it on any of my other social media channels well I might I think you guys done it for the first time so yeah. um, I'll need to have a look I might have a few new followers on there uh, so yeah uh, I guess from me everybody keep you safe out there stay indoors uh, as much as you possibly can um, and uh, keep in, in connection with your friends yeah. you know <laughs> get on the phone text your friends um because I think it's going to be important to to keep communicating to each other, um, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll hopefully keep these podcasts coming over the next few weeks, uh, and hopefully we can give you some entertainment. Hopefully, exactly. All right, thank you very much, everyone, for joining me on this week's Warriors Weekly. Be sure to follow Glasgow Warrior on all social media channels. 
working hard across the team to keep you guys entertained during this time. And please remember, as Ratu and Ashi both just said there, please stay at home. Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast.